I'm Martin Green, and you're listening to The Portal. If I were you, I'd stick some headphones on at this point, because, as ever, it's all about the lugs. Episode 7. Angela comes to Oxford. You still want a translator from Scottish? Why on earth would I... Yes. Yes, I do. A very important role. Come in. Come in. But what happened to your eye? Uh, please, sit down. It's nothing. Angela arrives at the door and the top retreats to the corner, sulking. Here, have a brandy. Just a little one. A settler. Oh. I can't go back to London. No need. Come and work here. We shall find you lodgings directly. I can't go back to London. So you say, my dear, but why not? What terrible occurrence took place? I left home to get away from this. They're all arseholes in my family. My cousin, my own bloody cousin. Your cousin did this? Freddy, arsehole. Don't even know what he was on about. Thinks I'm with a man with money and wants some of it. I've no man and I've no money. Told him that and he said he'd met him, that this guy's been to his house. A lord, obsessed, he says he was. That all sounds most unlikely. Aye, well, Freddy was harder to persuade. Etheridge, we know, is a creature of great patience. Well, the top is a creature of great patience too and its filthy, tattered ear pricked up as soon as it heard the first lie. Because the top feeds on deceit. Untruths breed instability. And that's when the top grows fat. So it stops sulking and waits patiently for the inevitable. I've told none of them where I am, no even Mama. Have you got family? No, I am. Um, don't. Aye, well, we'll be orphans together then. Cheers for the brandy. Uh, what is it you need again? You will assist me. Cataloguing recordings of musicians and singers. Tell me, do you sing yourself at all? No. Really? Never? Oh, you seem like you would have the most charming voice. No, not anymore. I used to sing for coins in my parents' pub. Hated it. I've got an actual job now. Yes. Yes, yes, indeed you do. Helping me with my research. And the Scottish translation thing. Don't worry about that. I, I got the hang of it in the end. Easy enough when you get your ear in. <laughs> we'll, we'll try now. Take the blank tape and put it into the machine. That's right. I'm going to play you something special now. Recording this magic of temporal displacement puts us in a room with them for their first proper conversation. And it all gets so exciting from here because now we have primary evidence and there's less of my fantasy and we start slipping into reality. So often during this, I forgot why I was looking or even what I was looking for. I just get wrapped up in their story. Always leave an audio stamp at the start. A time, date, place, in that order. Always in that order. The labels may be lost, so it is vital. Also, you may wish to state your name and a brief description of your surroundings, etc. For example, 2.32pm, Wednesday, 29th of May, 1946. Test interview, George Etheridge McCaskill and Angela Dixon. How do you know my name? Uh, they told me in the pub in London. Aye, why were you in that pub? 
I tried a few hostelries looking for a native Scot. Uh, please, to the interview, we cannot waste tape. Name. We just went over this. For the purpose of demonstrating a test interview. I thought we couldn't waste tape, we just did name. Age. None of yours, mister. The entire purpose of data collection is to collect data. I'm 23. Occupation. Pow, you just gave me a job. This really isn't good use of your tape. Let me practice. Name. Always the audio stamp first. <sighs> 2.33pm, Wednesday, 29th of May, 1946, Oxford University. Name. George Etheridge McCaskill. That's a lot of name, pal. Interviewers are impartial, always. Age? 28. Married? No. Girlfriend? No. Boyfriend? No. Look, I think that's plenty. Uh, one thing, I'm not 23, I'm 19, but I really need... So Etheridge started sending Angela out to make recordings for him. In the first instance, quite staid recordings in quite staid places. It is August 24th, 1946. We can trace a remarkably rapid development through these early recordings. 10th of December, 1946, Society of International Musicologists, London. Uh, excuse me, sir. Would you mind just stepping to the one side a bit, please? I, just, I need the microphone to have a clear path to the sound. Thank you ever so much. Thank you. Etheridge began taking her with him on research trips. Indeed, she became indispensable to him. Etheridge, the weight of the top reduced, made great strides in his work. He had been searching for years for living links to the hoving ritual. He was convinced that it hadn't just stopped, and that he could find something of it in the modern world. That's what had taken him to Straven in the first instance four years ago, that fateful trip where he made the recording of Angela. That had, shall we say, put a cat amongst his rather excessively organised pigeons. And so it was years before he catalogued the other tapes from that trip. When he did, he made a discovery that was both academically exciting and personally difficult. Mention of a festivity called the Driechmund, still happening within living memory in the Straven area, and that seemed so similar to the Hoving that the compulsive Etheridge had to follow it up. But it would mean returning to Straven. Does he risk taking Angela with him? He knew he would do better work with Angela, but he couldn't risk meeting her parents again. I see Etheridge pacing round and round his study, and the top pacing two steps behind him. It's an advertisement in the local newspaper for folk musicians. Perhaps some of the men now return from war. Of course, we know Etheridge's decision. He does take Angela with him, and almost immediately she shines, because she knows who to talk to. Oh, we'll just go to Mr Stewart. Who is Mr Stewart? Piper. He's very good, does all the good funerals. Well, except Bobby. Well, he couldn't after what had happened with the missus and his dog. Never thought it was her fault, but he always blamed her. I mean, like a seven-year-old woman could strangle a dog. The Tup, delighted to have a window seat, stretches out and waits patiently. Okay, this one is gold dust. I went to the cottage where this was recorded. I mean, it's double glazed now and has a, a very tasteful extension. Very rural, fits right in. I didn't go in. There was a BMW 4x4 and a brand new Mini parked outside. But I could see the size of the original two-room building and it did give me 
something of the sense of what that Piper's Cottage was like in 1947. 8.42 And I would say probably drafty. He wants to know about the Dreekwind, Mr Stewart. It's old music, Ken. It's not in tune for you. You'll no learn this for only what except them that kens it already, Ken. Hmm. I think so. I... I think you refer to the oral tradition. I refer to the old tradition. There is something about Etheridge that just seems to wind people up. It is the music for prancing about in fancy houses. Neither for sending Scotsmen to English wars. Now, I think we're all on the same side here. Etheridge, man. Come on. A wee bit more. So it was like a summer party, the Dreekwind. This is a music that has Purity in music or people is a false concept. As is authenticity. But some people do have an ability to talk about tradition. With a weight of authority at least. This music comes for God. I know the God that lets bairns dee when there's food in the kirk. So, tell me, what are the forms and dances for this music? Is it reels, uh, jigs, are they couples dances? You're a man of modern folks, Dr. McCaskill. You'll know an astonish in the terms. I'm not sure you're going to grasp this. Maybe we should I, I, I get it, I get it. Of course there was... She really saves him here. Now, I think he would have left with nothing if Angela had been there. Tell us for the tape, just so it's not lost, This is an amazing thing to have caught on tape because we can feel these two people getting to know each other, discovering each other's strengths. And for Angela, discovering for the first time what strengths she had. Life is a journey through time, is it not? Suppose so. And music and art. For we can't see it, touch it, we can't fill our bellies with it. exists only in time. Only in what Riemann cries the fourth dimension. You've read Bernhard Riemann. I'm a piper, no a fucking idiot. The Drakeman tunes. Etrich had an epiphany that night. He grasped something fundamental this about music this music. Deep. Like the roots of a tree, again. A clue to find in the hoving, which he was so desperate there, to do. Aye. And he couldn't have done it without her. Another grand. And we did Nay trees. So. The trees are when we choose to push air through the reed, Ken. Then we can hear the tune. Feel it like we could even touch it. But it's there all the time, Ken. Another grunt. You describe it so beautifully. So... In answer to your question, is there dancing? Aye, there's dancing. But nain as you could publish in a Thrupney book, Ken. (laughs) 
You've turned it fine enough, Angie. <laughs> She'll know plenty about here in a good time. <laughs> Bits and parts. <laughs> Infamous. <laughs> well, no so much new, of course. Sorry to hear about your pa, Angie. Your mum bearing up. We can hear Angela covering up here. Bye. You know, man. She had no idea that anything had happened to her dad. Tough as a week old chop. Etterish talked her out of going to the pub to see her mum. be pleased to see you. And the tub danced silently right. between them. Stronger and stronger. The pipes will be ready to You're quiet. I have a hip flask in my case. Would you like? No. Yeah, actually, thanks. You happy with the recording? Happy? It is an amazing find. You were marvellous. Tastes posh. A little indulgence. When in Rome... You are truly gifted. You have something I will never have as a researcher. People want to talk to you. Angela, is something wrong? I should have gone to see Mama. Uh, I don't think it would have been a good idea. We agreed not this time. It's too soon. But we were so close. That just seems wrong. It just doesn't seem sensible. You said yourself, never again. I got it. Well then, that's We'll be back, I'm sure of it, at some point. I Maybe. That piping really was the most astounding thing. I think I hear in it both a flavour of the McCrimmons of Skye and the late Archibald Williams of Glenuig. I have a marvellous recording of him from the Open Highland Games in 37. They stopped it after that because a man died in the Cape Etrish didn't know this was going to be the outcome. And it wasn't his intention. But Angela was never to see her mother again. Thank you for continuing your trip down the portal. If you're enjoying it, uh, give it a recommendation to a friend. It's dead helpful for us. And if you would like to buy the soundtrack album, that is available on my website or Bandcamp. The portal was directed by Wills Wilson. Etheridge was played by Dylan Reed. Angela by Anna Russell Martin. The Piper by Tan Dean Byrne. Woohoo! MG was played by Martin Green. Dramaturgy by David Gregg. Recorded by Louis Blatherwick, mixed by Callum Malcolm with Cameron Malcolm, with thanks to Eloise Whitmore for help with sound design. Music and script by Martin Green, featuring the heart-melting piping of Breezer Campbell of the Isle of Skye, playing small pipes in sea made by Finn Moore, 
go and buy Breezer Campbell's album, The Reeling. It's great. It's like what you just heard, but without some dick talking all over it. The voice of the song is Rady Pete. Massive thanks to Gerda Stevenson for help with the Scots dialogue. The executive producer and script editor was Polly Thomas. Produced by Martin Atkinson for Leapers Productions. The portal was commissioned and presented with... Edinburgh International Festival, South Bank Centre, Oxford Contemporary Music, National Theatre of Scotland, Shetland Arts, the North Wall, Bristol Music Trust, the newly named Bristol Beacon, which is the same brilliant people with a new brilliant name, Mac Arts, Gala Shields, and funded by Creative Scotland. Produced by Lepus and Naked Productions.